Checking mic one. Mic one. Check, check. Two, two. This is microphone number three, or for Spanish, trace. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Graham Elwood, and we are here for episode 292. Hi, it is Chris Mancini. This is the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of films today. We're going to talk about Bridge of Spies, Goosebumps, Steve Jobs, Finders Keepers, Green Inferno, and we have a returning guest. Yes, has not been here in a while. Uh, Before we welcome him, uh, I just need to say real quick, thanks to everybody. Some people came out. We were just working at the Improv at, at Harrah's in Las Vegas. Some fans came out. Thank you so much for coming to the shows. Had a great time in Vegas, uh, aside from the fact that I, you know. Don't I, drink or gamble. I don't drink or gamble. <laughs> um, uh, but I found some great yoga studios. Excellent. <laughs> courtesy of Carl, the sound guy mm-hmm. who does yoga. Uh, one of them... Uh, I went to Blue Sky Yoga and uh, great class, and then and then you got married. <laughs> I married my yoga teacher. Yeah. Whatever, man. I was it's all, Vegas. I was all hopped up on kombucha, <laughs> so that's what happens, Vegas. Uh, I uh, th- and somebody stole my shoes at the va- at the yoga at the studio. Yoga studio. And at first, I was mad, and then I went, "Well, you know what? It was a donation only class, which is a cool. That's what again, I maybe." They thought, oh, you're donating your shoes. Yes, I was. So at first I was mad, and I thought, if a homeless person snuck in and stole my shoes while I was in class, then they mm-hmm. need them better than more than I do. And they picked yours out of everyone else's. Well, I have nice shoes. Yeah. I'm not, I don't walk around like some cloven-hooved animal, like a savage just wraps his feet in banana leaves and runs around a jungle or whatever. I wear nice shoes that I just bought new insoles How did for. you get from nice shoes to cloven-hooved animal? <laughs> Very simple, yeah. Chris. Not an animal. So I'm just scurry into some yoga class yeah. I'm on all fours. Um, I save that for down dog. Hello, yeah. yoga juke. Um, so I want to thank whatever homeless person is walking around very comfortably in a pair of Adidas. Yeah, probably able to do mountain. Why are you now. assuming it's a homeless person? <laughs> well, who would steal shoes? Maybe an alcoholic. All right. Well, so hey, somebody who lost all his so, money. And the nest egg in Vegas. So a pre-homeless person. Yeah, you were talking about the homeless adjacent. This is okay, okay. So my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been introduced, so I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> Folks, uh, those are the sweet, uh, sultry sounds of our guest, uh, Mr. Wayne Fetterman. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks for having oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. I've got. That wrong. Thanks for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. We just, Chris and I decided to show up today. Appreciate you showing up. It's nice. Well, sometimes we don't. Well, first of all, yeah. this is. Do they know what time you record this? Is this an illusion? Well, no. We can. We, yeah, I think they kind of know. So we always record. Typically, it's right now. It's Tuesday morning at a little after 11 a.m. Tuesday, mm-hmm. October 20th. Right. So, so have, this is a little early for me. Right. I don't have kids. Yeah. I don't. You know. So this is. I'm not going to be maybe at the top of my game. <laughs> 
come in and, and undersell I'm, I'm already. <laughs> well, you can hear my voice. Sorry, scratchy. Yeah, yeah. Is he okay? Yeah, it's weird. Wayne Fetterman came in with a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> and a collared shirt. Yeah, I know. Someone has a big audition. I do have an audition today. What's it for? Bones. <laughs> nice. The show Bones? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. No. Oh, you'll get about? to meet David Boreanaz. It's a, <laughs> is it, what is Bones? All what you, is it, all tell you me. have to do is just know every every TV show right now on the network is some version of a CSI show. Oh, okay. That's all you it's need a procedural. It's a procedural drama. And, okay. and you know what? You could just go in and say, this is my favorite procedural drama, and you would be right 99% of the time on an audition. Did, yeah, and just saying, well, yeah, I try not to lie. I try like? not to lie. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's one of the four agreements. I don't know if you read that book, but yeah. I know. Ruiz. Yeah, oh, you know. nice. I'm always trying to elevate. Are you a Ele- promise keeper too? No, I'm not a promise <laughs> Those keeper. Those guys are weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> four agreements is a good four thing. agreements. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So what, what are you are you a doctor? Who are you? A I am the attorney? no no no. The uh uh newspaper editor. Oh uh, newspaper uh, editor, my 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 main uh we can do the scene. I can pull it out right now. <laughs> uh, we, uh, my main reporter just got killed after she exposed the NSA operation, murder operation. Spoiler alert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. For a show that hasn't shot yet. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Folks, you got some inside scoop on Bones. Bones. Right here. Bones. So when the episode with the newspaper editor comes out, <laughs> you'll know. Whether or not it's Wayne, Wayne Federer or not. Yeah, so if it's not Wayne, you'll know that either there was some I, shady politics or Wayne blew the audition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chances so are. so early in the yeah. day. He, <laughs> we threw him off. What is the yeah. thing? Yeah. Who's that bleary-eyed guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not even reading the script Looks right. Looks like he was in some hot garage in the valley <laughs> talking about movies. <laughs> First of all, this is not as hot as it was last week, so I'm feeling no, very lucky, right? Very it must lucky. be terrible when it's like at that level. The last couple months have been pretty tough. <laughs> They've been pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. As soon as you turn the air conditioner off, you can actually feel the air get oh, hotter. It's, oh. it's brutal. Um, so let's uh, let's go into it. I, I really want to hear about Bridge of Spies. You were very excited to see I this I was movie. excited to see this. I, 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 will, I will, full disclosure, I'm a huge Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a Hanksburg this production. Was a, this is a Hanksburg. Well, so. this is, this has the, the lineage of this movie is, it's top of the, Top of the heap, These right? Are the guys. Every year, mm-hmm. every couple of years, they get together and they. No, no, no. But didn't the Coen Brothers write this? Yeah, the Coen Brothers wrote it. It was. Um, I'm going to bring up all the info on it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. You know. So the Coen Brothers uh, wrote it with some other dude, right? With one other guy who was the uh, not a brother, not a Coen. No, I <laughs> <laughs> separate, separate guy, and then Spielberg Matt directed Charmin. Oh yeah. So I don't know where Matt. The Pink. worst. <laughs> <laughs> Joel and Ethan had been pulling this guy up for years. Dead weight, Charmin is. That's all he is, is dead weight. <laughs> so, and then they get Spielberg. And, all right, so this is quite... Yeah, it was It was quite... It's based on a true story. Um, uh-huh. It's based on uh, the whole... You know, of course, I love when they do order of appearance. Don't do IMDb. I think I know what this is about. I have not seen... I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie, mm-hmm. but... Uh, this is about this spy plane that went down in Germany, right? Uh, in the 50s. Went down in Russia. It was in, Gary Powers. Was, Gary Powers. Yeah. So it, it does involve In Russia. That. I'm not, why did I say Germany? Yeah. In, yeah. 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 So it, it involves all that. It's all that. So it was, that was intriguing to me because I was very familiar. Isn't it UB40? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that the name? 
I believe that's the name of the plane. I think that is. I think, and also the band, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> red, red wine. Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry. it was about reggae and ska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so uh, Tom Hanks plays an action. Did you see it in 3D? No. <laughs> <laughs> They walk across the bridge in 3D. All these 3D scenes in East Berlin. Wow, really needed 3D. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, put more think pieces in 3D. Um, so it's Tom Hanks who plays this this uh, basically an insurance attorney um, in New York, and he first he's asked to this Russian spy gets caught in the states and. He's asked to defend him, and so the first part of the movie is really all about that trial, and and the, and you know he takes some heat for this. So is this the first part like a courtroom drama? It is. It is. Kind is of he like, a public defender? No, he gets pulled to do this, and that's uh, by the State Department. The, yeah, they they ask okay. him like, "You need to do this," and he's like, "Okay." And so everyone, it's it's kind of interesting because like Alan Alda plays his boss. There's and he's not in it very much, but there's a couple great scenes with Alan Alda. So basically, it's like. They're like, all right, just sort of perfunctory, just give him his, you know, and Tom Hanks is like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to defend this guy the right way because that's our, that's That's our system. That's our system. Right. And, and so that's really interesting. And then he says, uh, you know, and and, and then, and then Gary Powers gets shot down. Right. So then there's the whole negotiation of trading these guys. We have their spy. They have ours. But we, didn't also Eisenhower lie about whether there was even spy planes over Russia? Oh, yeah. We, Is all of that in there? Part of, I mean, if yeah. it's not in there in grave detail. If you know the story, which I did, you you, you What is the like, difference between grave and great detail? Well, grave is you're going to die. Okay. Like, uh, okay. Uh, very m- more serious detail. Okay. I've never heard that expression. <laughs> I wasn't going to let it slide. Clearly. <laughs> sounds Would like you Wayne's, have let that sound Chris? like Wayne's waking oh, that's up? Why, no, that's why yeah. you're an editor in Bones. You're, you, you don't let those great and great yeah, things right, slide. Right. Every word ready for is, his audition. You didn't get to that job as a fake <laughs> editor on a TV show you've never watched for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get into oh that audition. God, why did thing, I say anything? First thing <laughs> I knew there was gonna be blowback. <laughs> I knew there was gonna be blowback. Okay, go ahead. I, that's all my fault. That's so, self-inflicted. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's self-inflicted. But now everybody denied that they had spies and spies. Well, that was the, that was the whole too, great right? thing about right. it is looking back from from today. We know that. I mean, they they they, they did some cool stuff. They played some actual news reports. And they're, you know, the actual, the first news report is like, oh, there was a, you know, a, a weather plane that got into some oh, yeah, trouble, yeah. you know, like, they, they, so there's all that stuff. And then, so really what this movie is, is the behind the scenes, the negotiation of how right. to figure that out. And it's interesting because... Weather planes that are always over a hostile country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just want to see what the weather's like over a... Over a, over a over right, a, what's going on in Minsk today? Yeah. <laughs> is it cloudy? Yeah. What's the, the precipitation? pressure? <laughs> Always over a military. Yeah. Really just want to see. Just curious coincidence. Um, so there's that. Then there's also the intrigue of East Germany is being formed. I didn't. I don't really remember this, but we didn't. The United States didn't recognize East Germany at first. So the negotiation has to do with the Soviets and East Germany and us and all of the particulars in there. So it's that really, sounds great. Sounds it's really great. intriguing. I, I mean, the if Berlin the, Wall, all that stuff. All that, it's the Berlin, Berlin's coming up. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. starting to yeah, come yeah. up. 
Right. So, do you remember when it went down? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was in Berlin as a what? kid in the seventies. My dad had a Fulbright, and we were living in Munich, and we went to Berlin. So it meant it meant a lot to me personally because I remember going there, seeing Checkpoint Charlie. Went to the museum in West Berlin uh-huh. that showed all the escape attempts, yeah. and then you see the gravestones by the wall of people that tried to jump and got shot. You know, like it's for real. It's no joke, man. Right. I have a piece of the Berlin Wall. That a friend of mine got for me. Yeah, and so so there was this was like it was it was it was intriguing for me. My my family lived in Berlin in '66 before I was born, and they remember the wall was only been up a couple of years at that point. And they were on the west side, they I assume. The, well, it's oh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. What are we learning uh, here? It was they were they were quote contractors. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a grave secret. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> so, um, so that that stuff it, it's really intriguing. I mean, if I'm going to nitpick, there were some moments that got a little slow, but for the most part, this is a solid film. And it's if if you like, it's t- what is it tomatoing at? Like it's like at 97 yeah, yeah, or something, it's, right? It's, it's great. But what's the um, what's the driving storyline in the movie? It's all it's 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 the driving storyline is Tom Hanks, this lawyer. Right. Who was like the rule of law and and the American way is better, and I'm going to show you why. Like I'm going to I'm going to fight tooth and nail to show you why. And then so that it's really there's two movies. There's the court drama, and then there's just the behind the scenes Cold War negotiation. negotiation. You know because that was what was going on. No one wanted to have. You know we're only ten what fifteen years after World War II. So everybody's still like, do we want to do another one of these big wars? And mm-hmm. now there's the atomic element to it. So it's like, no one really wanted to have this actual fight, but how do we do deal with this? And so it's it's really intriguing. Arms race. Yeah, the arms race. And so it, it, was, it was really cool. And it's based on a true story. So I, I, I found it I found it really intriguing. It's, it's, it's going to be an Oscar contender, I think. Oh, great. You know, no, I, mean, I think no question. How can right? it not mm-hmm. be? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Unless Chart that pulls head. it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Charmin or whatever. <laughs> Charmin. Charmin. Charmin? C-H-R, Matt? Charmin. Charmin. It's the bathroom tissue. Charmin. Charmin. Yeah, okay. Charmin. I'm going to mispronounce it. Chiraco? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I am so looking forward to it. I mean, I love, obviously, so Spielberg. So you're satisfied? Yeah, I would definitely. I, okay, you're satisfied. Cool. Yeah, recommend. I recommend seeing oh. it. And I recommend, I, I, I think you should see it in the big screen. Oh, Not really? necessarily 3D. Not 3D. Right. <laughs> Two-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's beautifully shot, and they capture sort of the tone of that era, and... And that's also Spielberg is into historic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. obviously he he did the forties, and now yeah, this will be the mid, late fifties. Yeah, and yeah. he does a he does a really good job with that, and then right. and then the depiction between you know what East Berlin looks like and all of that, mm-hmm. sort of the chaos yeah. of that. So right. so that was really it, it's it's worth seeing. It, so check it out. Cool. All right, well, we'll let our guests go next on uh, oh. Steve Jobs. Well, I saw a screening of Steve yes. Jobs, and I had full disclosure. I ghost wrote that movie. I ghost wrote that entire movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Along with yeah, because yeah, yeah, Sorkin, Sorkin, was- Sorkin is getting the credit. <laughs> but just so you know, um, so 
based on the Walter uh, Isaacson, <laughs> Isaacson yeah. Book. book. Yeah, yeah. Those were some grave details he just dropped on oh, us. Oh, wow. <laughs> he is, uh, I, it's, just so you know, it's not a factual biopic. It's, right. there's, the, he takes a lot of liberties. It's basically a three-act play. Each act takes place before Steve Jobs announces a product at one of these right. San Francisco announcing mm-hmm. yeah. tech moments i don't know what yeah, they yeah. are but they just Tech they reveal them yeah or... so it's uh so it's the first mac it's the something called next after he gets fired i want to spoil a alert but he gets fired from apple and then when he comes back with the uh the mac you know the the macintosh wait wait it starts with the macintosh that's in 84 right that's the one yep. with the famous commercial yep. yeah so it's the macintosh he gets fired and then next and then the mac MacBook? No, not MacBook. The the blue one, whatever that one. Yeah, one of the first iPhone. iMac. Yeah. So this is not. There's none it's of the cancer. That. There's no iPhone. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. none. Not. I mean, there's an allusion to i iPod, uh, but it's uh, so it's all, mostly focusing on the computers. So basically, it's backstage before he's getting ready, and all the people in his life. This girl that thinks he has was his dad. That's involved. She's involved. The daughter, who he declines paternity, I think is the actual term for that. And then, obviously, Wozniak, yeah. who wants mm-hmm. credit for this thing. And then there's the the head of uh, Apple, Steve Scully, I want to say, or something Scully. And so all these characters get weaved in and out. So it's very much like a play. Okay. As And it's, you know, Danny Boyle directed it. And it's, at times just thrilling but it's right in sorkin sweet spot because it's there's a clock we have to go on at this time (laughs) there's complications we're talking and walking different characters coming in it's a very talking move west apple wing it is (laughs) (laughs) it is i mean it is like what he writes best Uh, there's no there's very few i can't even think if there's any exterior shots I mean, one, like, on top of a garage or something, but, uh, I mean, a parking garage. Of a lot of unnecessarily complicated dialogue? No, I just, you know, I just find it thrilling. Yeah. If I had to nitpick, am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can, yeah. I did write the script. Um, (laughs) I would say when he has a kid, like the daughter when she was young in 1984, when she she has to do that dialogue, it just sounds a little... it's a little stilted to me, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so fast and uh, presentational, that that dialogue. But well, maybe someone came in and changed your work after you had submitted it. Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> Sorkin, so, damn it. But Sorkin is just, he's the right. guy. He's the man. Yeah. It and there's just great scenes that are thrilling. It's an and, interesting. Uh, who's the lead in that movie? Who's that guy? Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Fassbender was a little ripped, was the problem. He was a little like. Oh, right. Magneto. Mu- Yes, he was a little muscular for like Steve, you know, the computer geek guy. <laughs> right. Uh, it's an interesting pairing, Danny Boyle and Aaron Sorkin, you know, together. Well, it, I think Danny Boyle replaced somebody at the last minute, really? if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, but could it have been Fincher? Is it possible? Wow. I don't know. I don't know. But um it it was uh it was pretty thrilling. It was pretty thrilling at times, just as like how he uses the language it's you know top of his game that dude so so hats off so it wasn't really as much a biopic as a play that kind of focused on one specific 
uh, aspect and time well, it couldn't be life. have all these dramas happening right before each of these announcements. Sure, there's no way. So they he, like all of those stories get interwoven mm-hmm. and using that as a device. So there's I hate to say it, a ticking clock, mm-hmm. you know, in that we have to get going and uh, yeah. So I, I'm curious. To, have you? So seen- I feel like he expands on what would be your. Typical biopic. Okay. And I think they actually take place in real time, each of those scenes. Ah. Oh, okay. So it's like 45 minutes or 30 minutes before this announcement. This has to happen. All right. 28 minutes. And then I believe it's in basically in real, but not one shot. So let me. What is that? What was that movie? Birdman. Right. There's more to that title, but I can never remember it. But. Unexpected virtue of something. Of ignorance. Yeah. Oh, there we go. The two of us. Uh, <laughs> it took two of us to do one title. It's a crazy movie. Um, movie buffs. We're yeah. crazy movie buffs. Here. Now, since you're pretty good at predicting like trends in movies, I'm not. I, I, I kind of think you give yourself a, give yourself a little more credit. I, I don't know you why are. you're saying that. How many How many Steve Jobs movies do you think we'll have? Oh, oh. This is already the second one now. There was mm-hmm. the Ashton Kutcher one from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Right, and I also saw that one as well. Wait. Comparative. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but this is. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen the documentary, The Man and the Machine? No, I heard that was great. That, is that Alex Gibney? Yeah, yeah. Alex Gibney did that. I heard that is fantastic because that shows like, wow, Steve Jobs and Apple were not. They were were not nice. Yeah, they were. They were, they were mean. So that's technically three movies. And there was one. There was one years ago, like a TV movie or something. There was one with um, Noah Wiley and uh, about him and Bill Gates, Microsoft. Yeah, I can't remember who played Bill Gates, but yeah, it was a TV movie. It was um, uh, um, the guy from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we (laughs) Judd Nelson? No, Uh, the blonde kid. Why why are we blind? The kid who was in all those. uh, He was in sixteen. Weird science. Come on, God. (laughs) This is driving me absolutely crazy. But that was um, an interesting Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, that that was an interesting one. That TV one because it showed like how they were friends. And how it so went sour, um, that friendship. And also to the point where um, Bill... I love there was a couple scenes where every time Steve Jobs would get mad at Bill Gates, like for, you're stealing... What's this Windows thing? You're stealing my operating system and all that stuff. He would like explain it and then calm Steve Jobs down, like like every single time, like because he was still counting on that friendship. I'm like, right. well, he might be stealing your work, but he has such a way about him that uh, you know he's, yeah. he just continues to do it. So, by the way, Rogan was excellent as Wozniak. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did a really, really good job. Although he kept having the same argument, which was like, please, can you just give credit to the Apple II designers and. Steve Jobs won't. <laughs> he has a, if I may quote one line, because mm-hmm. all he's saying is like, you have this big thing, just this is the, the product that kept Apple alive so you could do all of these things. He's like, I can't. This is a, this is a launch. This isn't a luncheon. It's, wow. This is a product launch. This isn't a luncheon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, he's just like, uh, it's just great. Just So there was that level of like That's back and awesome. forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I So what is the word you use? Recommend? Yeah. No. You can say whatever. Yeah. What was the word you used? It was a different word than that. Work it. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> work it. It wasn't work it. 
I don't know. Go see it. <laughs> I thought you said something else. Um, all right. So I would say, yeah, I that's I would say definitely recommend. And this is and this is I mean we're in Oscar season. Do you think Fastbender and everybody is is? I think I again I'm bad at predicting despite what Chris <laughs> thinks. Uh, but yeah, I thought that performance was. I mean, it's a showcase. He's in virtually every scene, right? right? I think right. he is. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's and it's, and it's like it's very much like a play. And it's shot here is a little interesting tidbit. For you film nerds, <laughs> not comedy necessarily. <laughs> is that all right? Yeah. Can I talk to you just the film nerd part yeah. of your audience? <laughs> Which is all of them, but go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I believe the first, the 1984 shot scene, the first part of, the first third of that movie was shot on 16 millimeter. Oh. And then the oh, next neat. one was, I believe, shot on 35 and then like the red or mm-hmm. shot for the last scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I believe it's three different format shot. Oh, that's cool. That's the kind of stuff I just love. Uh, you know, this well, is thank why you. I, I like Danny Boyle. Oh, how about you like Wayne Fetterman to come in with those facts? No, yeah. not, not at all. You're just, you're just, you're just stealing it. You're what just is, being like you uh, wouldn't Bill, even have known you're about Bill it. Gates. You're just Bill Gatesing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I love that me being called Bill Gates is somehow an insult. Yeah, yeah. You're like a Bill Gates. Yeah. A successful yeah. billions of dollars in yeah. charity. Yeah, yeah. philanthropist. Um, you're like a, you're just like a Bill Gates Ugh, over there. Yeah. You? You're just the Michael Jordan of guests. Yeah, making your, all your employees rich with stock options. How dare you? Uh, well, cool. All right, I'm excited to see this. So, so what did you see? I saw with the entire family, we saw Goosebumps. And I will say, I went into this movie with a bit of trepidation, thinking it was going to be just kind of like a money grab kind of thing. And you know what? It was good. It was a really good family Jack movie. Jack Bill Black's Goosebumps is Jack, good. Yes. Chris Mancini I, is It famous. is hard to believe. It is a really good family film. Because Your hand on the comedy film nerd guide to movies. I swear, swear. to God. I swear to God. And the reason... And you're friends with Jack Black, right? Yeah, I know Jack. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in many years, but... Uh, um, it, here's a small piece of trivia. When they did the HBO um, series mm-hmm. with Tenacious D, you can see me in the background in one of the bar scenes drinking a beer. That's so you're in a Jack, <laughs> I'm in a Black, Jack Black movie. Uh, project, quote. But, okay. uh, Same here, director that did Gulliver's Travels. Yes, and here, mm-hmm. here's the thing that made it good. First of all, um, what it did was it's a very sanitized kids horror movie. It's got monsters, action, scares, great special effects. But no gore, and, obviously. And, and no gore. And it was a very specific thing. Like there's peril, like a werewolf is chasing them, you know, through the supermarket or whatever, scratching the walls and stuff. But no one, act, you never see their zombies chasing them through a cemetery. You don't see anyone get eaten, disemboweled or anything, anybody actually hurt. So it, it really... It knew where the line was, and it straddled it. And the, one of the things that really made me laugh was because uh, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein, the writer for Goosebumps. Right. And um, there's a lot of jokes about R.L. Stein. The thing I really loved about it is Jack Black plays a curmudgeonly recluse, which is what a lot of writers really are. <laughs> so, And I really think Jack Black nailed it because I feel like, I think he kind of wants to be that too. Like he wants to be left alone. And, and oh, I see. It, it really, um, it was a great, it was a really funny performance. Like he looked annoyed all the time uh, at the kids, everything. And it was, um, it was great. And it was like one of those roles where you see him in that actually, um, you can't see anyone else playing that part. It was like a family-friendly uh, but but he played the role really well, and the, uh, they they do these inside jokes like uh, how many books do you think R.L. Stein has sold just worldwide? Uh, 
I'm, I'm going to take a gander. Go ahead. It's got to be eighteen or nineteen thousand. <laughs> it's a little higher. No, it's, I know it's in the millions. It's obviously. A, it's, no, it's, it's a crazy it's, amount. Is it it's over fifty million? Four hundred. Four hundred million. Four hundred million books. Right. Right. I was going to say. Four hundred and one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you would have gone points. over, so you wouldn't have. So I would have won. They start <laughs> <laughs> with my eighteen thousand yeah. bit. <laughs> Name that book scan. <laughs> well, so, too bad. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Sorry. So they start. They start hitting the notes like he doesn't want to admit. Like R.L. Stein has disappeared. Doesn't want to admit that he is. So the kids are trying to get him to admit who he is. And uh, one of the kids goes, "Well, R.L. Stein's kind of a hack. He's no Stephen King." And uh, he turns around, and that's what gets him. He's like, Stephen King wishes he was the writer like me. I've sold more books than him, and no one ever talks about that. (laughs) So it it goes off, and you could see they were just having fun. Like, here's the biggest difference between this movie and Pan. The people making this movie gave a shit. You could actually see it was right. crafted to the point it was made to be what it was uh-huh. a family friendly right. horror movie. Was that, it, can I ask just about the mm-hmm. screening? Because absolutely. I'm so you went with your family? Yes. Uh, during the day, I'm going to assume. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it packed? Early evening. Oh, early. Yeah, was yes. it packed with other families? It was packed with other families. It wasn't the kind of movie that, like a Pixar movie, where you see you know couples or other people that go to see it's it anyway. Family. This was 100 percent family movie like right. I, I don't know if the hipsters went at 10 at night i don't know but i'm going to assume the hipsters no. go to this yeah, yeah i think I'm maybe yeah because no. they grew up with that right. so that that could yeah. be there could be a nostalgia factor i don't think anyone's going to see it that either doesn't have kids or doesn't have that nostalgia factor do your kids do kids stand up on the chairs how's it all still work now <laughs> like <laughs> they um, like i just remember going as a kid going to yes. movies just the well, there's sort of a ruckus that's always going on yeah the the uh, is that still the case <laughs> there's like a low level rumble not, not and for this film this was kids. more the kids were kind of watching it okay uh, and they were very engaged and one of the things was too that it, it was always something kind of going on there was an action there was a new monster there was all the these crazy things going okay on. here's another crazy question for mm-hmm. you do you remember any of the trailers they showed because usually they specific- the oh because usually they target those trailers because they're wondering like All what kids. other kids movies are coming out never mind i'll w- withdraw the question. oh yeah no i do now i remember there was one that uh was because i remember it was inappropriate <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> there was one like a um everyone's trying to capitalize on hunger games now right. so now there's this the movie the fifth wave which is um, pretty much the exact setup, except with yeah. an alien invasion. Uh, but it looked more like, you know, crazy, apocalyptic, like big special effects. Right. Like, you know, uh, and uh, whenever it comes, this movie has not yet been rated. This is going to be most likely PG-13. What's this? Wow, that actually wasn't my phone. Wow. This is not me. This is not me. I'm on airplane mode. Oh, my God. Yeah. My phone oh. right through your computer. Through my computer. Mm-hmm. How is that po- that's What's crazy. happening? Is that Steve Jobs calling? That's Damn. iOS 9. That's wow. Steve Jobs calling from beyond the yes, grave. Yes, because we're talking about the movie. All right. So um, how do I turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will email us and tell us. <laughs> I'm just putting it on airplane mode. You got it. But, so got anyway. It. And, and the, the thing, thing is, even if you're in a helicopter, you can use yeah. it like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. glider. Yeah, we got glider. Hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Zeppelin, anything. Zeppelin, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, there's so many Zeppelins around. (laughs) Everyone's going on those now. That'd be funny if the little icon changed to a Zeppelin when you flip it. Oh, it it knows whatever area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, 
So anyway, I, I went into this Love. movie, like I said, with trepidations, but um, it was a it was a good family film. I would recommend it if, A, you have a family, or B, you kind of grew up on it, because it was the kind of movie, too, where you, it was good to see Jack Black kind of do a role that he was fit for. Like, you know, you look at Gulliver's Travels, and like, really? Is this, this, is this a payday right. movie? But this one... Really oh, felt what like that Tenacious D movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he right for that? Did yeah. they cast him? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people might disagree with that movie. Uh, but it, it was the kind of movie that it, it was good to see. It was you know filmmakers that gave a shit. There was a little. There was a lot of really funny people in it. Uh, there was a lot of like a lot of improv actors in it, and uh, they all had some really funny scenes. And you could tell they went off script, and they were allowed to. How good? Um, this so had, this is way. This sounds great the way yeah, you're describing it. Yeah, it was like, it. you know, two cops that just come to the door and they're like, have no, you know, they're, they're yeah. small town cops. Immediately, one of the girls, one of the cops goes, you're under arrest. And the other cop's like, you know, it's, she, I keep that enthusiasm, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're not there yet. So, oh, like, that kind of cool, you know, you could tell they're improv actors. And, uh, but, but it was fun. It wasn't too long. It was, you know, good monsters. It was a good family uh, movie slash sort of horror movie All right, without okay. any gore so goosebumps scares. there yeah. we go mm-hmm. goosebumps I'm, yeah yep. i was too old for yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was too I, i've been introduced to the franchise through my children right. so i never i never read it. either all right what do we got next uh why don't we go back to uh wayne with an oh, actual no. horror movie let's talk about green inferno yeah same plot as goosebumps yeah <laughs> beat for beat beat for beat <laughs> Jack Black in another incredible <laughs> role. Well, this is, I don't know. I met this guy a number of times. Eli I'm gonna, Roth? I'm going to say him? Eli Roth. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I met him a number of times. I have a, and uh, he's actually a good actor. He's in a Tarantino movie, yes, right? Yes. He's in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. He's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he uh, plays the, the crazy Jew, right? With the baseball bat. Isn't that him? I think that is him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> this is a movie. It's a kind of an interesting premise. It's about some do-gooders mm-hmm. who go down to the Amazon to stop the deforestation. Right. On the way back, their plane crashes and are rescued by cannibals. <laughs> now, you know I'm as soon in. as you... It, 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 I know, we talked about yeah. this before. I love, I, love, I love that premise. I think right. it's so hilarious. <laughs> but now, as soon as you see Eli Roth in any credit in the right, film, we you know, know it's going to be very difficult to watch. Because like, there's a because there's a ton of well he's gore, known for torture porn right. kind of like really right. graphic stuff right because I saw the, the cabin in the woods I've seen a number of his movies um, uh, cabin fever cabin fever yeah. what's cabin, the cabin, cabin in, in the, the woods? woods is the oh that's the other uh, that's, that's uh, Josh the, Whedon right yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm sorry mm-hmm. it was a cabin it's still a cabin is it yeah. in the woods yeah <laughs> and there's a fever <laughs> <It> can be <laughs> yes, yeah I'm sorry cabin fever I'm sorry so he is so it was extremely gory. <laughs> what? Needless to say, yeah. yes. Needless to say, and the opposite of Goosebumps in that it was on the other side of that line. It showed everything, like all of those things, you just disembowelment yeah. and all of that. Showed it graphically, obviously cooking and eating people. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> uh, nothing was left to the imagination. Yeah, because it seemed like some of the cannibals would just eat, and others would like cook, cook it. Like, uh, well, there's a hierarchy in cannibal culture. Yeah. Uh, and an <laughs> yeah, so it's extremely graphic, <laughs> extremely graphic, and uh, as always, you're like, who is going to escape? Who right. you know, who and how right. are they going to escape? So that's that's the th- you know that's the compelling narrative of the movie: crash, know? eat, and run away. Right. So it's again, they've stopped 
these the evil corporation from deforestation down there get on their little plane. They're celebrating. They're smoking pot. They're having a good time. Plane goes down. Do you think their iPhones were in airplane mode at that moment? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. But it is like the level of specificity with eyeballs being taken and all of that. I don't want to get too graphic. Is mm-hmm. It's right. pretty remarkable. So pretty you have remarkable. to want to like because you, you have to like that kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, no. you know, going yes. to an Eli. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> if you're squeamish, then no, no not for you. Because you know, going into his film, like, and in fact, his fans almost like demand it though. When you they see his name yeah. on it, it's like. So the la- the movie that Wayne you're just talking about, and Chris, you just said, so you just talking about two movies that I personally would never have any reason to ever right see. <laughs> because you don't like horror movies. Not sl- not gory, not that kind of yeah. Right. Thing. Give me an example of a horror movie you like. Um. Okay. Yeah. What about Halloween? Do you remember that one? Could yeah. you handle that? I could probably, but barely. Oh, barely. that's interesting. You're yeah. sensitive, little yeah. child. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're not desensitized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm highly sensitive. Yeah, yeah that's nice. You're highly sensitized? Uh, highly sensitized. I'm gravely sensitized. Yeah. <laughs> You're gravely sensitive. I think that's sweet. I, I know that sounds like I'm kind of, it's condescending the way I said it. That was yeah. the wrong word. But I actually admire that. Yes. I do. He, what he meant to say is you're gravely sweet. Yeah. Okay, he's guys. sort of pat, you know, oh, that's good for you, Graham. That's cute. No, it's not. Juice the- box when you watch the scary movies. <laughs> Here's the scarf to tie around your eyes. <laughs> Bloody weird. Um, all right. Well, let's. Um, are we going to move on? I think we're. I think we're going to move on. We're going to go to um, our. We have a sponsor. Oh, this what? Week. We, this is Touch of Modern, uh, and like I said, we love that sponsor because it changes every week what you can get. However, there are some absolutes. No matter how often it changes, you'll still be able to get a survival knife, uh, the, some cool artwork. When are you going to uh, buy a survival knife? You know what? When the right one shows up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm a very careful... Uh, um, yeah, I'm very careful about which survival knives I yeah, like. There's a pair of wooden br- brass knuckles on That are there? TSA approved. I looked at those. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. There's some sexy lingerie. Yes. So there you go. Now, here's the one thing that is very practical that I think I will end up getting, is they have a solar charging kit where it it's like a flashlight something for your bike and then it's also like a, a headlamp for oh, for safety or if and, you're in a coal mine if you're in a coal mine exactly yep. but what i loved about it is that not only do they charge um solar um through the sun but they actually can charge your other devices they have usb ports so you could charge the flashlight um with the sun or with uh, interior light and then you could charge another device from that Oh wow, that's I think that's sort of the I've been looking actually for some new uh There it is. This one, solar. Yeah. Because I've been looking at like getting either a solar powered like Oh wow, this is all this cool solar stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's they have different kits where if you just want the flashlight or if you want um like the whole kit. And then there's like a, a, a some kind of racing car that I didn't click on. There's <laughs> if you go back, um it's right next to the solar lights in the uh the main, but I don't know. Let's just see how much that was. That's the thing the I've been looking for. I've been looking a for a racing just, car. I've, I've been looking for just a, a, a solar battery pack that I can uh, just take anywhere and can charge any device. There it is. This? Yeah, what is that? A back mono single seat racer for 215 grand. It's on sale. <laughs> Normally 225. It is a racing car. It's uh, literally, a racing it's a car. racing car. Holy shit. <laughs> Give me that price again. 
$215,000. Now, normally- Marked down. Marked down. See, everything Touch of Modern is on sale, Wayne. Normally, it's $225,000. I love this place. It's got solar-powered flashlights for 30 40 bucks, and then a 200 and some thousand dollar racing car. Anybody who buys either one of those items, tweet the picture for us. <laughs> if you got that kind of money, you should- Buy this car. You and buy then, Touch of Modern. Yeah, and then maybe give us a couple hundred grand to finance our next film. <laughs> so touchofmodern.com. Get a racing car. Get a get discounted. Get a racing car. Yeah. I wouldn't it, even you would know get to what a racing car would cost, you first of all. You would get to auditions faster, Wayne. Think about it. But you that's could, not for, that's not street legal, is it? No. For $215,000, it better be. grand. You you be. better no, be. it is. It is street legal. Yeah. It's a single seat track car, but it does have a license plate. This is uh, this is awesome. I love this site. They have. The, I gotta go. You gotta go buy. It. You gotta go buy. So this. it's touchofmodern.com. There is no membership fees. You just sign up, and then you get the new deals every single day. And uh, they change. Uh, I think they change week to week. Like if you, it's just something you like, like a race car. It may not First be there week, next I've week. Seen a race car on yeah. here. <laughs> but they also got cool stuff. They got all the men's apparel stuff. Cool watches and ties. And I bought some shoes from these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy some solar stuff. Are those the ones that got stolen? Uh, no, no. My brown mid shoes were not stolen. My, I had mm-hmm. I had a sports shoe that was stolen. So. Mm-hmm. The Adidas. The Adidas were yeah. stolen. So the touch of modern shoes are still in play. Excellent. All right, don't go to yoga with them. <laughs> i'm going barefoot yeah <laughs> like a true hippie yogi so um touch and now wayne we want to talk to you about your new cd oh. the the wayne what, what the wayne fetterman the chronicles, chronicles of fetterman the chronicles of fetterman it's no. my debut cd never put out a cd you've been a comic for 30 years over over 30 years and you've never done a cd never put out a cd why, first of all why is that well, at the beginning, I kind of thought there was going to be like a record company was going to come up to me and go, hey, we're from Warner Brothers Records. We'd like to put out a CD. We'd be seeing your sets. Right. That never happened. Then I was I did a half hour special on Comedy Central. They have something called Comedy Central Records. I thought they're going to come to me and go, we're just going to release this. as a Right. They never did that. They never did that. So then I was like, should I put out my own CD? Because a lot of comedians very successfully put out their own CD. And I was like, so 15 years later, you made that decision. (laughs) I'm very slow at doing things. Every 10 years, you would have this discussion with yourself. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. So so finally, I just said uh, I had this kind of an epiphany because I had these recordings. Back in 1984, the comic strip put in a videotaping device at the club. That was the club I started at in New York City. And so I had some of those early recordings, and they're not bad. And I never in a million years thought of stripping out the audio and making it an audio CD. Mm -hmm. And so there was just a lot of fun material that I've done through the years. And then I went to AST Records, which is a special thing, and we pitched. I just pitched the idea. And they were like, we've never done anything like this. This could be a debacle. This could go flaming off the side of the road. And But we want to try it. I, I think it's great, and that's the thing too. Like uh, Matt Belknap and 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 Ryan McMiniman who yep. do AST. That's why I love it because they're just those guys are fans of comedy. Matt Belknap st- started as a guy that was just writing uh, on posts about message boards. Yeah. Message boards about. Um, Did he start that website? Yeah, yeah. he started. Okay. Okay. He's, he he, yeah. he started that website and was just on message boards. And nobody knew who he was. And this is back in the M bar 
yep. was doing shows. Right. Just a fan. <laughs> he was mm. just a fan. And uh, I remember doing a show at the M Bar and like calling him out. Because I was, oh, you knew who he was? No, I didn't know. I did not know who he was, and I was like, "Show yourself, Belknap!" Oh, really? Yeah, or show, whatever he was calling himself online, and uh, because That's- all these comics were like, "Man, he really knows what he's talking about," and uh, and I was like, "Show yourself," you know, and uh, and then he came out, and now they've started this awesome business, and he, the thing I like about them is because they're such fans of comedy, they're so open to to doing this kind of right. thing. Like they produced my last album, Palm uh-huh. Strike Dance Party. And I remember you and I had a conversation a couple of years ago. You came to me at Podfest and you were thinking about, oh, I'm trying to do an album. Yeah. And I was telling you, I was like, well, these guys are great because- Yes, that's one of the reasons I went with them. Yeah, they're yeah. open to do anything. And yeah. this is so unique because it's like, I want to listen, because I see the photo There's here. three CDs, three CDs. The photo of you from the 80s yes. with a ukulele and a sh- and a, sh- a sweater and a collared <laughs> shirt and okay. a well-groomed head of hair yeah, and just <laughs> that I can't wait to see. Now what does a set like this go for, Wayne? This is a uh, premium box set. It's a premium but it's $14. What? what? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, a yeah, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are insane. No, 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 no. It's like it's it's not like we had to produce an album. It was just me combing through the Fetterman archives and then I had to do this thing called Audio restore because when I first gave them there, they're like, "I we can't. This is not broadcast quality. Right. We we can't put this up on iTunes." I said, "Well, there's been a kind of a revolution in restoring old audio, and there's a company. It costs a lot of money. I'm not going to obviously make any money on this, just based on what I've put into it. But uh, called RX, and so I was able to really clean up that audio and." It, Cleanup stand-up is really difficult because there's so many sound elements. It's not just like, sure. oh, I'm doing a voiceover or I'm doing a narration and there's a phone in the background. That's easy. But this is, there's the sound of the room, the sound of me, the sound of right. the audience, the sound of the waitresses, the clinking of the glass. There's so many ele- elements in the, the design. You heckler, you know. The he- whatever. Because they, they get know. recorded. Yeah, everything gets recorded. And then so. the third album is the most current. It was right up to 2015. When did you record that? Where, well, it, th- again, these are from different recordings from different times, but uh, the last one is from January. I mean, it's not in exact chronological order because I end with this uh, show I do in Israel in 2014, but some of the earlier bits on the third one are from January 2015 in Walnut Creek when I was doing a benefit up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great, Yeah, man. so it's just like, so I have so many sources. I have, uh, Judd wrote the liner notes. Um Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah. I have so many sources, like from VHS and then old, like, I was on MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour. You might have seen me on that. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. have that old tape, and I was able to strip well, out the audio and oh, do my famous great. and my, so my famous Rockin' with Dockin' routine. Mm-hmm. By famous, no one's ever heard of it, but I'm saying in my <laughs> mind, it was famous, famous Rockin'. Well, that, when you, t- you told me about this at PodFest, and I thought, well, this is such a cool idea because I was in college. Yeah. And we would all we. That's when I started doing stand up. I was a freshman in college at the mm-hmm. University of Arizona, and would watch MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour and all this stuff. And I remember my roommate Pete DiMartini uh, and a couple other guys did some open mics with me, and then they they stopped doing it. One of the jokes was the. Uh, you talked about you went skiing, and yep. there's like there is a Jew on the hill. There's <laughs> like I love that joke. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's the skiing routine. That's in volume one. That oh, is dude, in volume see, one. that that's so cool to me. I remember that was one of the coolest things of when I came to L.A. 
was all these comics I'd already been doing stand that I'd seen on TV where I was like, oh my God, that I remember that guy. Remember MTV's half hour comedy hour was like, I watched that religiously. I remember watching um, Alan Havy's show. Yeah, up yeah. Up all yeah. night. I remember yeah. watching, and then all the comics that were on Alan King's show well, inside the Comedy Mind. After um, A&E Evening at the Improv did very well, everyone was scrambling to get their own comedy show yeah. like, to cash in. And like, MTV was like, well, we could do one, too. And, uh, of course, VH1, like, VH1, VH1 yeah, every, Stand Up Spotlight, mm-hmm. and there's Showtime at a couple of yep. them, Fox, yep. Comic Strip Live or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. That, by the way, that will never happen again. There's that no, <laughs> that boom of comedy on television all, well, they all just at thought the it was same just, time. Right, right. They mm-hmm. just thought it was cheap programming, and right. it was. Mm-hmm. It was. So, it was. Uh, it's absolutely mm-hmm. cheap programming. Yeah, so some of those shows that are no longer on the air, I stripped out the audio and took specific bits from there. So that's right. it's just a career. It's basically that's, just a, that's very a career. Cool. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. That's and, cool. uh, you know, it's funny that you should mention Evening at the Improv because I remember I talked to Greg Giraldo once. Do you remember him? Yeah, of yes. course. Mm-hmm. Just a great, brilliant comedian. And he said to me, he goes, goes, you know, when I was thinking about going into comedy, I would watch like that Richard Pryor film and I would watch Carl. I was like, I can't do Why am I even thinking about doing it? He goes, but then I would watch Evening at the Improv. I'm like, okay, I'm as funny as these guys. <laughs> and I'm always thought, I was wondering if I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I'm the guy that inspired Greg Giraldo to go into stand-up. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm as funny as Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> Kidding me? <laughs> what is this bit he's doing about dodgeball? I can, I think I can do more. <laughs> so, so I'm taking credit for Geraldo's career. Good for you. Um, well, yeah, cool. The Chronicles of Fetterman's available at AST or iTunes or, or iTunes. Amazon or Spotify. Get some copies of this and sell it on. Yeah, iPhone. yeah, we should. Really? Yeah. Okay. Will cool. you come over and sign a bunch? A hundred percent. Of course. A hundred percent. We'll do it. We'll so get them look for it, guys, store. in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, go mm-hmm. buy it wherever, and then if you we want, we're going to get a some special autographed versions. Copies. Yeah. Special mm-hmm. autographed versions. Autographed copies here. Comedy Filbirds. Um, all right, so let's get into... Uh, the DVDs. Uh, Jurassic World. Now, this movie split a lot of people, and I, I find it fascinating, like a movie like this splits people like uh it's it's because it, like you always think of like a movie that's really controversial or really uh edgy or <laughs> something and uh then you think well jurassic well why is that splitting people so much i think i know why yeah why? <laughs> because people have a very strong attachment and affection for that first jurassic jurassic park movie oh right so they either went Oh, I'm so glad they're keep they're making it again and doing more fun. Or they ruined this thing from my childhood. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, not no kids are divided over this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, no, no kids are like, oh, I love you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine for them. But for th- uh, this is the movie I I saw and I, oh, I saw I, it. I had a blast. Yeah, I had fun at this one too. And, and I, I again, I went in and I went. You did. In, I did, and it was actually one of the few films where I was like, you should see it in three D yeah. because there's scenes where the dinosaurs came out of the screen into my and I like. Whoa! I yeah. jumped out of my chair, but now we know I'm sensitive. Yeah. Right, right, of course. Of course, you won't see the Wizard of Oz. I get it. It's yeah. weird. I okay, the monkeys, I understand. They creep you out. <laughs> the monkey and their legs are under that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't. That's, that makes is she weird. melting? What is uh, this? Oh! Don't even mention it, Wayne. Come on. <laughs> Spoilers. We have, to, we have to start over this. <laughs> Um, so it, it's a it's a fun popcorny type movie. Don't look for any kind of uh, logic or seriousness. Uh, my favorite is Vincent D'Onofrio's militarize everything uh, character. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you're like we got to militarize this. We got we got to weaponize like, this. We got to like you could tell like if they brought him lunch. Like we're, I'm going to weaponize that sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We talk. We always talk about this. Jurassic Park movies are the same. 
Yeah. We got the dinosaurs. Aren't they neat? They get out. And they start yeah. There's people. only one plot of any movie. You know, the dinosaurs are there. They're in their own cages. Then they're going to start getting out and eating people. That's the only <laughs> place you can go with a Jurassic Park movie. And that's what happens. And the way they run around and eat people is great. Right. Right. Now, I'm old enough to remember, and they're rebooting it. This is just... There was a movie that Michael Crichton wrote, I think, the book of. Same plot called Westworld. Of yes, course. Yes. Same exact idea. Amusement park. Nothing can go wrong. Yep. Neil Brenner starts shooting people. <laughs> yes, they say he's nuts. the dinosaur, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Same thing. And now they're re- aren't they redoing Westworld? Oh, yeah. as a TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's on HBO, I think. HBO or Showtime. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, gonna it's be, gonna be intense. Show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the, be good. Well, the, but it is the same plot when you right. break down. Like, hey, we're going, and this will be fun. Yeah, it's just, it's just the robots go crazy instead, yeah. right, instead of the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. But what what I loved about, like, if you ever read the book, uh, like, Worst World was just like one of the different worlds you could go in into this amusement park. Right, it was right. like a Roman world. So you have literally all these different parks and worlds you could yeah, go into yeah. for the robots to go crazy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, right, I it, remember one of the wenches. Right. In the movie, that's like, would that be the, like... In the West, in we, actual, the actual West world. No, 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 I'm thinking of like... Uh, the Roman world? Yeah, where they're eating grapes, is that Rome? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I know Rome. Yeah, <laughs> and there's pool. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy, there's, there's a grapes. gluttonous guy, there's yeah. a thing. But one of the, like, she's serving, and he, like, tries to make a move, and she slaps him, and I mm-hmm. guess that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, you gotta check the programming. Yes, uh, that. oh, this is, this is but that 70s. was the first hint that yeah. something... Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, what's a... I miss. Be careful how you eat your grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm unclear. I'm unclear what the message was. Um, and that that was such a um, a, a funny scene when you look back at it too. It was like a um, a, a female robot <laughs> slaps a guy because um, she doesn't want him touching him, and then there must be something wrong with that robot. That's like the, uh, yeah. the takeaway. Yeah. Well, the, well, it was designed to yeah. get sexual attention. Yeah. <laughs> like women. Just designed like a woman. So, <laughs> Am I saying something wrong? <laughs> Wait, what? So, okay. um, so I Cut think it is Chronicles <laughs> of Fetterman banned. And, and I, <laughs> I think in the hands of like a, a pay channel, I think the um, I, I think it could be really interesting. Yeah. Oh, well. it's now, gonna be good. I, I think it's HBO. It might be Showtime, but I, I'm pretty sure it's HBO. Okay, sorry I brought that up, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was an interesting. But yeah, no, it's good. It's and and uh, you know, there was a sequel too that was unwatchable. There was a like Future World, the movie. Oh, if you ever watched that? It like made okay. no sense. It was awful, <laughs> but. Uh, when, especially when it first came out, when the book was written, it was like really like um, it, it was really it was like Planet of the Apes. It was like you can't look at it with contemporary glasses. Like when it came out at the time, it was mind. You're talking about Westworld. Westworld, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, um, and, and there was like a couple things I remember in the movie that they kind of skipped over. Like there were all these safety measures. Like in the book, it goes into all these details the way Jurassic Park did. Like how could things go wrong? The safety oh, measures, yeah. the robots, the guns won't fire and all this uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. And then the robots figure out how to disable all the safety features before they start killing everyone. Oh, it's <laughs> great. So we have backup systems for backup systems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all that, that conceit of like nothing can go, <laughs> go wrong because we've spent all this money on making sure this technology is quite up to date. Mm. But still people die. Yes. Yeah. And um, still people can steal your information through Internet Explorer. 
No so I guess we're not really factors. talking about whether you should or should not see Jurassic World. Just check out this new Westworld. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out what Jurassic Park if you missed it in the theater. It is a fun time. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. And Jurassic Park. Check that oh, out. Oh, yes, Derek. You don't want to miss Jurassic Park. Um, Paper Towns. You saw this movie. I saw this. You know, if you missed it in the theater, it's it's okay. It's 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 a little bit of a letdown. I was really hoping for it to be as powerful as The Fault in Our Stars because it's based on the... Uh, uh, the book by the same author. Yes. Yep. It's decent. So it's actually not a bad Is it a DVD. teen? Yeah, it's a teen. Is thing. this one that's kind of a mix of like a drama and thriller where it's, there's like a mystery? Yeah, but it's all. The girl disappears. It's a little more of a thriller, but it's a kind of a teen coming of age comedy a little bit. So that's part of its problem. It's a little all over the map. Doesn't know what it wants to be. But if you're like, just want to have a movie to you're watch. Sensitive it. teen. You're a sensitive teen who cries a lot. Uh, then, <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I would, you know, this TV, if, if you got nothing to do and you just want a decent DVD to watch, this is okay. Oh, this cool. Is, right. is there any origami involved? Is there? <laughs> I Do they make thought, a paper towel? I, I literally thought that's what the, I didn't know what... <laughs> yeah, it's a whole... It's a class of origami students that yes, go they make a town. And they make it, they make and a town. And then they live in it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then the origami start learning, and they start oh, killing people, wow. and it's like, <laughs> Westwood paper. <laughs> Very advanced paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so spite, Sight Spotlight and Fan Feedback. Um, Tyler Smith's 10 Movies to Get You into the Halloween Holiday Spirit is now on the site. So nice. he goes through uh, 10 movies that you may have missed. Some of them are a little New writer obscures. for us, Tyler uh, Smith? Yeah, Tyler Smith from Battleship Pretension, who will be on the show next week. Uh, and also, I just jumped right to the new Star Wars trailer. That's on our Facebook fan page. If you haven't seen it already, chances are you have. But if you haven't, uh, check it out. We put a link on the uh, Facebook fan it page. Basically, it, the news this morning was like Star Wars crashes the internet. Like it yeah. last night it played on the on Monday Night Football and then the tickets went on sale and like everything it's unbelievable. everything crashed. Like this yeah. they, the whole weekend sold out in like an hour, four hours or something like Fans that. Fans are furious that um the the actual ticket sites crashed and they couldn't buy tickets. Yeah. You know, that's uh <laughs> that that is the true mark of success. People are angry they can't give you money. I know. <laughs> And you prepare, you know, they prepared and prepared and prepared, and we had all the yeah. bandwidth. You got to make sure you have more servers. Still, yeah, it crashed. doesn't matter. Maybe so. they were on GoDaddy. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm fired up for it. Right. I got tickets in LA as a backup in case the Australia thing doesn't happen because I'm going to see this movie. But we're going to, we're still trying to make it work with Australia. We're going to, we're, we're working on it. All right. Well, you're going to be in Australia when it opens. You're planning to. We're be. hoping to. Okay, yeah, okay. Because it opens in Australia a day early. And Australia is 17 hours ahead of us, so we can see it and then do a spoiler up way ahead of... You guys, <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> like the uh, SEAL Team 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is very impressive. Extraction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where we are. We are the SEAL Team 6 of uh, film podcasts. Um, all right. Let's uh, premiering this week, uh, Steve Jobs. Although you've already heard a review now, how about I, that? I'm I'm gonna go see it. Based you are good because of uh, let me know. Yeah, let me know. Again, it's not an accurate. Mm -hmm. It's it's symbolic you, in ways. It's symbolic. You do you, learn all about the guy. You learn through all about those. the guy, and I'm guessing you're also going to see an amazing performance. By amazing. Yeah. yeah. He especially cool. him. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension. Um, 
in theory, supposedly, this is going to be the last Paranormal Activity movie. I don't know if that will be true or not. I couldn't even tell you how many have been made. I did see the first two. Um, I will say the first one in the movies was a really fun time. That was like watching an old school horror movie. Packed house, scares, jumps, people in the theater all hooting and hollering and yelling because it was genuinely scary. Um, And one of the reasons is because you didn't see a lot of stuff. And when you actually did see stuff, it was terrifying. Um, So I... (laughs) Uh, I think it's so at this point now, like, what else can you do with the paranormal activity movie? And also, it was really based on demons. So now we're going to ghosts. So I guess kind of similar uh, in the in the minds of the studio. So paranormal activity, so, ghost protocol. Ghost protocol, yes. <laughs> it may as well be. Right. Uh, next movie, Gem and the Holograms. We uh, reviewed the trailer for uh, Podfest. And, uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't. It, it's one of those movies that, you know, it just... Um, I said this in the PodFest episode. You watch this and you realize that the art of movie making is now obsolete for humans. You know, there's no human being is making that movie. You know, that was clearly made by a marketing uh, oh, robot. Yeah. Uh, and you, you like, is it like even the trailer hits all those beats that you think is going to get, you know, young girls into the theater. Every scene is contrived. Every line of dialogue is <laughs> ridiculous. I already have tickets for up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the website crashed when they yeah, had right, right. the holograms. So, you know, I'm actually going to New Zealand to see it. So I think there might be, I, I don't know, Gem and the Holograms, I guess there'll be a nostalgia factor, people will go see it, but I can't imagine this one going, blowing off the gates of the box office. It's whatever. Um, the Last Witch Hunter. No, we did this trailer, we showed you the trailer that was in German at Podfest. Yes. Which is, <laughs> and which I is think so great. the only thing that um, Last Witch, Witch Hunter might do is beat Gem and the Holograms for the box office. I guess, I guess. I don't, so yeah. I, I think the two big movies are going to be Steve Jobs. I think Paranormal Activity, people still go see those movies. I think those will be the top two this weekend. And then Burnt, which is the new Bradley Cooper movie about a, uh, a chef who is an, an addict and then dries out and tries to uh, bring his uh, restaurant back on this track. This is so dumb. I can't Wait, even... Wait, what's this about again? It's about a... A chef who um, yeah. is an addict and then tries to turn his life around by making sure he gets a good review for his restaurant. Um, there is already a review on Comedy Film Nerds from C.J. Johnson. So you can check it out right here's, now if here's you're curious. The thing. In the trailer, he's like, I'm coming to Paris and I'm doing it. And it's all this like, we got to get it right. And he you know, throws, throws stuff in, yeah. the, in the kitchen. And someone says, this is Paris. You take it up in the new restaurant, they will kill you. No, they won't. It's a goddamn <laughs> restaurant. Nobody gives a shit. Like, God damn it, this looks dumb. Like, I can't even. It's just fucking food, man. Like, no one. That's not true. People are there's a lot of food movies. There's uh there it is super competitive, like especially water in, in, for in, uh, chocolates. You yeah. ever see that thing? <laughs> yeah. Was it no. life and death like water for No, chocolate? no, no, but I'm just saying people are into it. There but, was the, I'm all for it. What was the one that was just last year about the food truck with the um, Chef. 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 Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't you don't, life or death. That's just my point. Like, oh, I see, I see. It, right. They're, they're raising the stakes too yeah, much. They're making yeah. it seem like okay. It's, you know, American somebody's sniper. Going to, yeah, you know, but, but somebody's going to kill him if he doesn't succeed in If you don't make the right souffle, you will yeah. die. No, uh, no. Just. And, and it, it, it hits all those beats of like, well, what, what's the restaurant capital of the world? Paris. Right. Paris so it's right, like, right. all right, well, if you can make, you got to make it there. Otherwise right. you've failed and you're like, an American. Why is Bradley Cooper like this? Ashton Kutchner should be doing this movie. 
Oh, wait, Bradley Cooper's in this? Yes. No, he's the star, yeah. That's oh. what's so dis- disconcerting about it is you're like, well, he's a really good actor that does amazing I movies. think he is a really good actor. Why is he doing this? This just sounds... Well, you know, maybe this one will surprise you. I bet there's going to be... I bet there's something else into it. But there's something else. Okay. So maybe check out me. CJ's review. It might surprise you as well. Maybe he has a romance with a sex addict who's living back at her parents' house. All right. And can also cook. But nobody's life is on the line yeah. to open a restaurant, guys. There's no... Unless you're using mob money to open it, there's never... It's not a thing. It's not life or death. Watch Spinning Plates, which is a fun yes. documentary about restaurants. Go watch Chef, as you said. But this is not... And that actually did have life or death stakes in it. Spinning Plates did. Um Right, because a restaurant yeah, was she, like it was a a, poor, a a middle class family was like needed to keep their yeah. restaurant open to stay afloat. And one of the chefs got cancer, and they were going to take out his entire half his face so he couldn't taste or smell. And he yeah. said, "If that happens, I don't want to be here." Anymore. That's life and death. Yeah, I got to make the best restaurant. If I don't, if I so what? So if he fails, if he fails as the big restaurant in in Paris, he could open up another one somewhere and make right. plenty of money. Tucson? Yeah, Yeah. Tucson or fucking Denver or, you know what I mean? (laughs) Melbourne. You know, there's a lot of cities out there. Other options. Yeah, other options. This is another, uh, I will say, this is another very diversified weekend for films. So there is really everything from dramas to horror to kids' movies to um, movies that look unwatchable. So I really think there's a uh, there's something for everyone. I think really, I, I see it a little differently. I see there's Steve Jobs and then a lot of other things that are getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you might be seeing it more similarly. Than yeah, you we're coming into Oscar <laughs> yeah. season, right? Is this the start of Oscar this season? It. We're in it. Yep. Okay. In the thick. All right. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me on again. This is my second, my return trip. Return trip. Yes. Yeah, we're uh-huh. two. Number so, two. So I'm two out of 292. What number is this? Not 92. bad. Two out of 292. Yeah, yeah. 292. Uh-huh. Okay, so you'd only have 290 if it wasn't for me. Pretty much, <laughs> yes. absolutely uh-huh. correct. Think how you, different your life would be if you Because if you weren't had... here, we would not have done the shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you only had 290 yeah. podcasts, and, <laughs> think how different your life would be. Yeah. It's, really it's, it's, it's a George Bailey moment. We'd have to give money back for two Touch of Modern ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole garage. <laughs> the whole thing. Is, I, I don't want to say that I'm the key person in this whole <laughs> but, endeavor. But, but, you know, I'm <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. For reason. <laughs> <laughs> the glue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, so, Wayne, where can people find you online? Just why don't you guess? Why don't you WayneFetterman.com? Yes, ah. and at Fetterman. At Fetterman. All right, that's so enough, we, right? So you can follow sure. you on Twitter to get updates about bones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what happened with my bones audition, which I'm heading to right now, mm-hmm. and uh, and I also have uh, my own pot. Oh, I'm also doing the Tonight Show. What? On, oh, yeah, what yeah, I'm doing fuck? the Tonight Show on the fourth of November. The fourth nice. of November. So this will be out by then, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I'm doing the yeah, so I'm doing a little stand up. Still in the game. Bob and you should still be in the game. You know what I call sometimes my career, like desperately clinging to the bumper of show business. <laughs> just the image of just being dragged. Like, I'm not letting go. I am. <laughs> That's all of us. Yeah. We're right, all right. just barely yeah. hanging it's on. It's a big bumper. It's a big bumper, yes. <laughs> so, I don't care how much gravel is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. 
Put a skateboard under your belly and just <laughs> right, right, right. Chase ride it out. Through it. That all you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show, episode 292 uh, in the books. Um, thank you to Wayne Fetterman for being on the program. And for? And for two episodes of keeping us afloat. Thank you. I mean, nice. we, You're welcome. You're we welcome. fallen off the bumper of show business had not exactly. Fetterman come into this garage twice. Teaching us how to hang on. Uh, check out his album, <laughs> The Chronicles of Fetterman. Um, oh, we have a, one other announcement I wanted to make, too. We have our PodFest shirts are now available for sale. The Han Shot First yeah. uh, one, as well as the ones where we're uh, the, the two characters. You'll see them on the uh, website. That's like so. a, yeah, it's two new shirts that we made just for PodFest. Yes, so, those are so they're available the now in the store, and they're they're really cool. Check them out. I don't know if we'll make them make them limited editions. Well, maybe we might. We'll We're not see. gonna make that many of them, so mm-hmm. come and get those. And as we said, guys, you just spend twenty dollars once a year with us, and that keeps us clinging keeps to us the going. bumper of show business. Yes, <laughs> it it pays for another bumper. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to the show. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first.